Welcome to the Frisco Podcast. I'm your host, Scott Ellis, and today we are joined by Jeff Gott from Practical Fitness. Jeff, welcome to the show. Thanks, Scott. It's good to be here. Good to have you here. You know, fitness is a big topic this time of year because it is summertime, and if you don't already have your beach body, you might still be working on it. But there's also a side of this that is, I think we're seeing more and more of where it's not just about looking good and feeling good, but it's also about being genuinely healthy. And I know as I've gotten older, the aesthetics have become a little less important than the actual maintaining my, my health and fitness and wellness overall. And that seems like it's a, an important focus for you guys as well. Is that fair to say? Uh, it is. You know, Scott, the, the, the thing of it is, is you're exactly right. People are becoming much more consciously competent of the, the importance of being healthy. Now, you know, what our, our goal really is at Practical Fitness is, you know, the broadening scope is to simplify that path to exercise results, whatever that may be for the individual. You know, whether it is the aesthetics uh, or it is the functional ability, uh, you know, our goal really and truly is to allow it to be doable. Okay, so let's talk a little bit about that because obviously we've done some articles that talk about Practical Fitness. I've had a chance to learn a little bit more about you guys, but I'm sure that our audience is not going to be as familiar with why you guys are different than any number of other fitness options that they have around Frisco. So let's talk a little bit about how you operate and then we can get into the mechanics of what people might actually do when they come to you. Perfect. Yeah. So what what makes us different and what really allows us to be who we are is, as I mentioned, you know, our focus is simplifying that path to your exercise results. And the way that we do that is through a private one-on-one setting in a strength training studio. Our our studios uh, on average are about 1,300 square foot. Uh, It is literally you and the trainer professional and that's it. Uh, We execute 30-minute sessions, exercise sessions. Uh, We really pride ourselves on being safe, practical obviously, uh, and effective. Uh, and, And we do so by customizing and personalizing every single one of your workouts around not only your capabilities and abilities, uh, but also whatever your goals are. And, and we see those morph you know, over a period of time. You know, I, it's fair to say that the majority of our clients become clients for forever. You know, we've been in business for nine years and most of our clients have been clients for you know, six to seven years. Of course, we are new here in Frisco, um, but, uh, and it's like brushing your teeth. You know, they realize that it's something that they see a difference uh, in their body, uh, not only in their visits to the doctors, but also their ability to be functional. Uh, and it's neat to see those goals that individuals have morph from, as you mentioned earlier, usually I just need to be healthy or have the hip replacement that I need to gain more functional ability in to very quickly going, well, you know what? I think I'd feel much better if I lost 16 pounds or whatever it may be. So uh, it really is customizable to the person. And, and, and our four focus is to Again, make it simple, you know, simplify the process to, to your exercise results because life is complicated and the majority of the individuals that, that, that come to us are busy. Uh, they don't have time, whether that's with their business uh, or their family. Uh, and we try to make it something uh, and do make it something that is, is doable. So the name is Practical Fitness, but that also sounds like a promise. And based on what you've just described, I think you guys are hitting the nail on the head. It is harder and harder for people to squeeze in the time. Um, I know I got a Peloton because I've been so busy for the last year that I just wanted something. I stuck it in my office just so that I would do something on a regular basis <laughs> and eliminate any possible excuses for not doing something at least. But people don't necessarily have to work out a ton to get results. And it sounds like you're taking them down a path that is trying to maximize the results they get in the time they're going to spend with you. 
So talk a little bit about that and how much should people work out? How much do they need to work out? And maybe even take it to the other extreme. How much can they work out with you guys before it's it's overtraining or overkill for what they're trying to do? So great question, Scott. So, you know, at Practical Fitness, we will not train our clients any more than twice a week for 30 minutes. Uh, and that's a shock to a lot of people. Uh, you know, our clients come to see us once or twice a week for 30 minutes. And that really comes down to uh, their availability, their means. Um, but people have this misunderstanding that exercise results come from volume uh, or the amount of time I invest in the process. When in reality, that's not the case. Uh, and that's not just me saying this. This is, you know, exercise physiology. You know, we don't claim to know everything at practical fitness, uh, but we have degrees. We have years of experience. I taught at Texas State University for a couple of years. So this isn't something we decided to do yesterday. Everything that we do is based upon science, uh, proven application. Uh, and in reality, exercise results come from progressively overloading the body, recovering, and then reapplying. So the results come from the recovery process, not necessarily exercise. So at Practical Fitness Individuals come in, uh, we have a intense exercise session for 30 minutes. And when I say intense, that intense is relative to the individual. We train individuals currently from 13 to 93, um, uh, functional, non-functional, you know. Uh, so when those individuals come in, it is a challenging 30 minutes relative to them. Uh, but uh, it is only 30 minutes. So individuals can see great results from strength improvements uh, to in blood insulin sensitivity increasing. We've had individuals come off of type one or type two rather diabetes meds, uh, you know, hip replacements, knee, knee replacements, you name it. Uh, you can deliver exercise results uh, in a much more time efficient manner than most individuals uh, do so or care to. Not, not to say that it's wrong, to do it the other way. Uh, it's just whenever you're exercising five to six to seven days a week in an effective manner, there are so many more variables that have to be controlled in order to keep that equation safe and effective, uh, plain and simply put. So, Okay, that makes a lot of sense. And I'm sure a lot of people will be glad to hear that. I'll admit it's, it's a mindset that I have a hard time overcoming as well. I always feel like I need to be doing this every single day. I need to be spending an hour a day doing this. And it sounds like I'm as guilty as anybody else of yeah, it's, it's, you're right, <laughs> that Scott. Mindset. And, I'll, and I'll say this. It's not that it's a guilty mindset. It's just that that's the mindset that we typically have because our culture really is driven by more is better. Mm -hmm. um, and in some cases, that's true. Uh, you know, we have over 200 testimonials uh, online of individuals who have been very successful, you know, executing our program and, and, and being a part of our community. Um, you know, it, it's one of those things to where we don't uh, you know, it, it's, it's not, it's not your knowledge to know if that makes sense. It's mm -hmm. not what you dig, you know, uh, at the end of the day, you know, we're a resource for our clients and we're allowing them to, to understand that, yes, if you want to exercise seven days a week and you have the time and the ability to do so, um, and your body allows you to, then do so. Uh, but you can see very meaningful life changing results by being very direct with your actions uh, and being very guided uh, and, and being measured. Uh, we pride ourselves on being extremely measured. And uh, I think you will appreciate this uh, statement, but if you can measure something, you can manage it. Mm -hmm. um, and, and, and we do that from a standpoint of making sure that every time an individual walks through our door, we know exactly what their goals are, what they've done, what they did, and where they're heading. Uh, so it's kind of like a nursing staff managing a floor of a hospital. You know, our team members are all on the same page, and it becomes about the individual, not us. So we really pride ourselves on, 
you know, connecting to understand the individual and what they need, uh, encouraging. Obviously, everyone needs encouragement, as you mentioned earlier, with the Peloton bike and being next to the desk, you know. Uh, and then communicating candidly, you know, being very straightforward with individuals and setting a clear path to understanding what they need and want and allowing them to accomplish that. So you've talked several times now. You've mentioned the, the, the scientific basis upon which you guys uh, apply your trade. So let's talk a little bit more about that and the mechanics of how you have people working out. Because I think it's people are going to find this very different than what they're used to in a workout. And it's something that, uh, just interestingly enough, my wife and I had started experimenting with because we were, I guess, inspired by a uh, podcast episode. And I can't remember the gentleman's name, but he uh, Tim Ferriss interviewed mm-hmm. him. It's a great episode. But he talked about doing very slow, long movements and and he was an older gentleman and, and in very good, very good health and fitness, um, you know, level that significantly exceeds where I'm at right now. I thought, okay, maybe there's something to this. Let's try it. And it's a little bit different. Um, so let's talk about that because you guys apply this same kind of slow, intense approach, but it's not what we see in the gym. It's not what many of us have done in the gym in the past. So I'm going to let you take it from there before yeah, I yeah, ramble no, on. But no, yeah. you're hitting the nail on the head. It, it is a little bit different. And it's funny because when we go into gyms, sometimes when we're out of town, my wife and I, and we execute, you know, our, the way we exercise, people do look at you funny, you know? Uh, so slow motion. Yes. Uh, you know, we have created what we call steady pace, which is basically um, a way to execute and measure exercise. And one of the components of steady pace, uh, which is what individuals execute when they come into our studios, uh, is that slow, controlled, high-intensity principle. So uh, the reason we move it slow and controlled, uh, and this is all based upon research done, as I mentioned before the podcast, uh, originally from Arthur Jones and uh, Ellington Darden, who's a doctor, uh, the basis is that when you move the, the resistance slowly or you move slowly through any given movement in an exercise, that it not only allows your muscles to do 100% of the work, which means it's more effective uh, because that's where you get results is by engaging the muscles, mm-hmm. but you also keep it much safer on the body because you get injured by forces, uh, not load. So when you go slow through the range of motion, you're taxing your body and your systems at a much higher level, plus you're keeping it much safer on the body itself. Um, it's not easy, and, and we're always very candid with individuals, uh, and, and that it's challenging to the body because when we start to fatigue, the first thing we want to do is speed the movement up because typically our, our mind is set around, you know, I have to get a certain amount of reps Mm-hmm. When in reality, <laughs> the results come from how you're executing those reps, right? We all know quality is much more important than quantity in most things in life. And it's true for exercise. So by slowing the movements down, we're able to communicate much clearer to the body and its systems that we want it to adapt and change. Uh, but at the same time, keep it very safe. And that's why we're able to have individuals in who've had you know, knee replacements, fused vertebrae, hip replacements, uh, because it's very safe and it's effective. So... In our steady pace exercise sessions, not only do we go slowly through the movements, but we're going to cut rest times down. Uh, it is resistance-based, so I say strength training You know, mm-hmm. earlier. Uh, resistance basically is just a form of communicating to the body. You know, Muscle confusion was a term that oh, the yeah, individual that. from P90X came up with, which you know, is a great marketing term, but, but muscles don't get confused, Scott. Uh, they know a few things. They know shorten, they know lengthen, and they know hard, and they know easy. Plain and simply put, uh, we use resistance as a way to continue to clearly, progressively overload and communicate to them. Uh, and it allows us with the machines that we have in our studios uh, 
to be much more measured, to allow someone who's not very coordinated, uh, not very, uh, you know, familiar with exercise movements to execute something that's going to be meaningful and change their body in a way that's safe and effective. Uh, so, uh, yeah, it's a 30-minute exercise session. We cut rest times day, down. We slow movements down. Uh, we meet the individual's body where it's at and, and, uh, and deliver results. Uh, so. Yeah, and I think people would, would find very quickly that if you're, if you're taxing your body, if you're working for a full 30 minutes, very, very close to it, right, minimal rest, that is a lot of time for your body to be under load, and you can absolutely break those muscles down to give them a chance to recover and build back up. It does not have to be a long period of time. Well, and, and, and you, again, hitting the nail on the head, uh, you know, the time under tension that you're actually getting in these 30-minute sessions typically far outweighs the time and attention an individual gets in a typical 45-minute to 90-minute session uh, because literally your muscles are engaged almost the entire time. Uh, and at the end of the day, it is that prompt to the body that is going to, uh, you know, that exercise, that time and attention uh, that is going to lead to the results of the exercise. And I, the, the fact that people stay with you guys as long as they do, I think is a huge testament to the effectiveness of this kind of workout. Can you talk a little bit about the, why is it that the slower movement with longer, longer time spent under resistance is more effective? Can you get, get into the physiology a little bit? Yeah, for I sure. I want to nerd out with you here no, on the No, definitely. Let's do it. So, yeah. so what we do that's a little bit different with our steady pace is we're not only mechanically loading individuals, but we're also metabolically loading individuals. So what I mean by that is, you know, we have the resistance. So the actual fibers of the muscle itself uh, are being loaded from the resistance, which makes uh, it harder for the muscles to, to work, obviously, which then prompts the, the adaptation. But by keeping that time and retention for a period of time, we also tax the metabolic systems, which basically is your metabolism. So we have two pathways of our metabolism. We have our anaerobic subsystem and our aerobic subsystem. Uh, and it's important to tax both of them. So your anaerobic subsystem, if you look at textbooks and, and all the above, uh, has a capacity at its max around 45 to 90 seconds or so. Uh, and in order to truly prompt adaptation, you have to keep it under tension. Don't let it recover. Uh, so by taxing that anaerobic subsystem as well as extending sets sometimes as we do, um, you're able to tax the aerobic sub subsystem as well. So you see the mitochondrial density increase, which is, you know, increases mm -hmm. VO2 max. Uh, you see the insulin sensitivity increase because you're working that anaerobic system at a high level and truly draining those stores of glucose or sugar out of your muscles, which then prompts, uh, you know, the... Uh, the insulin sensitivity will prompt uh, an individual away from type two diabetes, which is a you know a big epidemic, uh, which then allows you to distribute carbohydrates much more effectively into the muscle tissue away from fat cells. So, um, you know we don't just load people uh, mechanically; we're loading them metabolically as well. And, and that's one thing that I think a lot of people are surprised about is that you do get a cardiorespiratory aspect uh, by giving that longer time under tension, your heart rate will respond. You do get an elevated cardiorespiratory work because when muscles are working harder, they're dumping carbon dioxide into the blood mm -hmm. by producing ATP, and the body has to clear that out. So that, in effect, elevates the cardiorespiratory system to clear that carbon dioxide out, then to deliver oxygen back to the muscles. So what we're, in effect, doing is we are loading your physiological systems from head to toe, mechanically and metabolically, uh, which then prompts great change. Uh, the one misunderstanding is that, again, as I mentioned earlier, volume 
we think that more is better. But in reality, there's a diminishing return. What we're looking to do in reality is prompt change. So we want to do really and truly just enough to prompt the physiological change of strength. So there's five components of physiological health. Strength, endurance, flexibility, uh, metabolism, metabolic health, and, and um, uh, flex, flexibility, composition. There we go. Flexibility, strength, comp composition, cardiorespiratory, and, and metabolic. So we want to prompt those changes, but at the same time preserve resources. Because at the end of the day, again, as you mentioned earlier, results come in the recovery process. So if we're constantly draining our resources, then we're going to make it much harder for us to build our body back up in that recovery process. So <clears throat> the goal really is to prompt change, but preserve resources, plain and simply put. I mean, you wouldn't want a car that had 500,000 miles on it. You want one that has, you know, five miles on it, <laughs> um, plain and simply put, right. you know, it, it's, uh, it, it, there's much, it's not rocket science, but it's science. You know, you want to oh, prompt yeah. change to the body in a manner that preserves it, uh, and then give it the resources it needs to recover. So, you know, we have a few mantras, uh, you know, at Practical Fitness, and one of them is, you know, exercise intensely, infrequently, and move frequently um, at a low intensity. Uh, because, you know, active rest is very important. You know, if, if you sit in, in a chair all day long, every single day, it, it is, you know, not as good for you. And there's many research articles that have come out recently. Guilty. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Then it is to be moving. Um, and actually that movement in between, you know, exercise and reality increases blood flow, uh, you know, helps the recovery process called active rest. And it's great for the body. But um, people confuse movement and exercise a lot of times. You know, exercise in reality, to be candid, if you're doing it as effectively as possible, it's not always fun because you're challenging your body. If, you're, if your body can do something, there's no reason for it to adapt. Right. Uh, it can do it. Uh, you know, so, you know, you have to challenge the body in an environment that is safe, uh, an environment that is led, um, measure it, uh, take care of business between sessions, uh, and then reapply. And people are typically, as you mentioned earlier, you know, clients are clients for a long time. And there are clients for a long time for one reason, because we get them results. Uh, and people are typically really surprised at how quickly the results come. Uh, an example, we have uh, an individual who is working with us uh, in the Frisco location, and uh, he's a heart transplant individual. And he, I guess of three weeks ago, he had been in five sessions, which is two and a half hours of work uh, over two and a half weeks. He came in uh, on a walker the first time, uh, you know, weak, not feeling good. And two and a half weeks, he was walking in our door without a walker, uh, which I then very quickly advised him to grab a cane or something because he was, you know, obviously feeling stronger. But, you know, the point being, we, we've prompted his body at a level uh, that he wasn't getting before. Uh, when they came in the door, his wife uh, communicated to us that we would be getting a phone call from his physical therapist because uh, they had their checkup this last week and the physical therapist was blown away at his progress test-wise from his force place, his balance uh, being off the walker uh, and was borderline embarrassed that, you know, they'd been working with him for 12 months uh, and he had not seen the type of improvement. Now, and I can't guarantee that everyone's going to get off of a walker, but at the end of the day, you know, we're prompting meaningful change to individuals. Uh, and it's not easy to do on your own. It's not um, because, again, exercising at a level that's effective is typically uncomfortable. Plus, we don't know from a mechanical standpoint, most of us, how we should be moving. Mm -hmm. So, you know, having that guidance, we've heard over and over from our, 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 our individuals that work with us, our clients, that 
you know, they really value the the one-on-one, the coaching, the guiding. We're with them every single second, prompting cues, uh, encouraging, letting them know what they're working, why they're doing it, how their body's being affected. Um, so basically allowing them to show up, turn their mind off, uh, and put forth effort to get the results that they, they are seeking. So. Uh, it sounds incredibly promising for a lot of people, I think. Is, is twice a week required, or if somebody only has the time or the means to come in once a week, are they still going to get results? What is the optimal Great question. So that really depends on the individual. Uh, And what that means is, uh, you know, exercise, again, comes from the ability to to push yourself, engage at a high level, mechanically and metabolically. Um, An individual will see great results from coming once a week um, if they have, you know, haven't been doing it at a high intensity before. Uh, There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Um, If an individual can come twice a week, and their body is recovering from that first session, uh, then it is um, obviously applicable to do so. The, what we tell our clients is it's the recovery process that's the most important thing. If you're extremely sore because you're engaging with high levels of load and you're able to push yourself at a great level, then you need much more recovery time than an individual who's not using as much resistance when they're in and not pushing themselves as hard. So it's it, from a variable standpoint, the harder you push yourself, the more you stimulate yourself, the longer the recovery time you need. So we require two full days between any exercise uh, sessions that we execute. So Monday, Thursday, Tuesday, Friday. But dialing in how much exactly for the individual uh, really comes down to the person and, and a lot of factors. As I mentioned, how they're engaging, how they're recovering. The older we are, the re- you know, the less we recover. So it's really making sure we connect with that individual uh, and, and see exactly how their body's responding to the exercise itself. Okay, so I want to jump back just for a second. You, ha- you mentioned active recovery. Mm-hmm. I know that that means getting out and moving and not just sitting in my chair, but can you tell me a little bit more about what that does mean? Is that as simple as walking, or do I need to be a little bit more ambitious than that? I mean, what is the right kind of level of great active question. recovery. Great question. So active recovery simply means increasing your oxygenated blood flow through your body. So what we typically suggest to individuals is find a recreational activity that you enjoy, whether that's with your family, your friends, uh, or even getting on a treadmill, if that's what you enjoy doing and your joints allow you to do so. Um, so simply walking, um, in, you know, increasing the blood flow. Uh, you want to be careful Uh, If you go and do an intense exercise session the day before, uh, you know, you don't want to go hike a mountain the next day because, you know, those quadriceps and glutes that you worked the day before (laughs) trying to recover. Um, So simply getting blood flow moving. And from a physiological standpoint, what that does is that carries the waste products away from the healing tissue and gets oxygenated blood back to the actual tissue. So uh, that's what you're looking to do. Just get up and move, you know, increase that blood flow. Uh, And again, we always say, our exercise allows individuals to become stronger, more injury resistant, have better energy levels, so that you then feel more comfortable and more apt and more excited about picking that active rest uh, and, and going walking with your loved one or your friends or your dog or picking a volleyball, you know, recreational team or whatever your time allows you for. So it comes down to the individual. And, and I, I think at the end of the day, you know, having a team like ours that allows you to show up and say, hey, this is my life. Uh, and, and, and allow us to say, okay, well, this is what your active rest sounds like it should be, uh, to have that guidance because, you know, s- simple is doable uh, and, and allowing us to assist individuals, enabling them 
uh, is, is really a powerful and cool thing uh, because there's no one answer, you know, to, to answer your question because each individual's life is so different and, and having the ability to connect in a one-on-one setting I think is one of the variables that, that makes us different and allows us to truly accomplish, you know, the results that individuals want. So, Jeff, I love what you guys have going on. This is uh, not only from a result standpoint but, but from the fact that you can hit that, that point of diminishing returns inside of a 30-minute window and really, you know, kind of wear people out in that regard. That's a huge, I mean, the, the time is so precious. And, you know, as we all know in Frisco, there's so much going on. Um, you know, whether you're, you know, you own your own business or you're running around town because you got kids and you've got all the kid activities going on, especially this time of year, you know, time can be hard to come by. And knowing that you can go in and get meaningful results in a couple of sessions a week, 30 minutes at a time, that's, that by itself is huge. And then you, stack the results on top of it and the long-term health benefits and and and, and yes i mean that's amazing. why we're passionate about what we do and I, and I always challenge individuals you know the individuals listening today you know seek out the article that kim wrote for, for you all yeah I mean, she came in and experienced we'll herself. link that up in the show notes yeah. so everybody so, can find that easily uh, or go online and look at the, the 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 testimonials if it sounds too good to be true i understand uh, I get it, uh, but you know, don't don't listen to us. You know, go go listen to the the hundreds of voices that are are saying, "Hey, look, you can do it this way. You can do it a lot of other different ways as well, too." Yeah. Um, but you know, we just really have aimed at you know allowing that busy professional or that individual who you know doesn't seem like it's doable to to really simplify that path, plain and simply put. So yeah, that's, that's our pleasure, and and being able to be a part of the Frisco community's uh, been a great pleasure. Uh, so. It's, Glad to have grateful. you there. This is a great, great opportunity and, and I think alternative for a lot of people that want to get healthier, that maybe have injuries that need to recover, that whatever the case may be, um, and especially if you don't have a lot of time. So by all means, go look up Practical Fitness. We're going to link you guys up in the show notes. Um, you can always just go to lifestylefrisco.com and search Practical Fitness. You'll find content about them. But where else online can people find you and how else can they get in touch? Yeah, so uh, prackfit.com, so P-R-A-C-F-I-T.com is our, our website. Um, we also are on Instagram, Facebook, uh, and obviously we have studio direct numbers and lines as well too. So we offer a no-cost consultation, so individuals always have an opportunity to come by and see what we're all about and experience uh, you know, practical fitness. Uh, we love spreading the good word and, and really allowing individuals to, to be able to accomplish goals. Good so. to know. We're going to encourage everybody to come out and, and give you guys a try then and make sure they uh, come see what it's all about. I think you'll like it. I've done a few workouts like this, and it is really surprising how much you can wear yourself out in 30 minutes. But when you're going that hard, even for a short period of time, it really it makes all the difference to have somebody there coaching you through it because it's hard to push yourself to that level and stay safe while doing it. So please give give these guys a call. Go see Practical Fitness here in Frisco. Jeff, thanks for coming on the show today. This is I could I could geek out and nerd out about the science of this all day long. <laughs> but I'm afraid people would start tuning out after a while. Right. So they just need to come in and work out and get those <laughs> get that blood going again. So Scott, my pleasure. Thanks so much. I truly appreciate it. Thank and you. Anything we can do to help out, you let us know, man. You bet. And to all of you out there listening, thank you very much for tuning into the Frisco podcast. We'll talk to you next time.